Welcome to Photography Insights, the show that interviews people from the photography world. I'm your host Andrew Wormsley. We have an amazing artist from Santa Monica in the USA. Debbie Arlock is what is known as a fine art photographer, curator, writer, printer and anything else in between. She's a lovely lady, gets involved and mentors people in the photography world. In this one we're going to talk about um, some of her amazing projects, uh, some very interesting ideas she's done, lots of different work. Uh, we're trying to get this all into um, 60 odd minutes for you all, so I hope you do enjoy this one. So we're going to discuss things like existential questions after 20 years of marriage, um, being spiritually minded and how it changed who she was and started life coaching. And things like how she used abstractness um, to make a photo look like a drawing. Because uh, to her it's all about the presentation and what you see as a person. So it's all about um, you, your visions, your life. Now throughout all these discussions you'll see there are ways she presents her work. And just like many other artists it's not even a choice of choosing colours for a specific reason and like even creating the projects it was all about intention which again is something you've heard from quite a lot of people we've interviewed and we're you know we're going to talk a little bit about transitioning from um, being a photographer into artwork she's going to give us a bit of insight into how Covid affected her and um, things like meditation perceptions, fun. We're going to talk a little bit about the what's and why's of artist statements and creating narrative from old photos. Trying Instagram live. So uh, I hope you bear with us. But before I move you on to the show I'll just give you a little update on um, what's been going on. So um, it's been a very strange time. I've been back out there and um, done my first model shoot. And my God, it was tough. Um, I really struggled getting used to this idea again of um, instructing people, directing, uh, messing about with light outdoors and combating um, harsh light uh, to working in a public space with um, you know the public around you all the time to even working a camera. Um, you know, I was spent a long time uh, messing about with the camera, wondering what it was doing, and um, you know, finally got there. And my friend was pretty much the same, but it was good. Um, you know, <clears throat> first one in uh, probably a year, so you're going to make some mistakes, but you got to get back uh, on the horse, as they say, at some point. So it was really uh, a really good time to do it. And I've even managed to shoot uh, a little bit of Colour Plus uh, on a family seaside day out. Uh, during the recent bank holiday at the beginning of May, um, I've even managed to walk around Sheffield on a rainy day with a friend too. Uh, and to think, you know, it's not always just about photography. Um, for those of you who were interested in the zine, um, obviously you know that one got launched uh, last week and that's already sold out. So I'd like to thank all my mates who bought copies because it was probably all you lot who helped me out there. So you know who you are and thank you so much. Um, it, it was really appreciated. 
um, if there's any changes to that uh, future ones I'll let you know uh, the other one's still um, in uh, final stages but I don't want to um, rush it out when I've only just done this one so I might put that off a little while yet uh, and as you know um, I launched the Kofi page uh, last week um, so that gives you a little way you can help out with a, a little bit of money to uh, towards the cause um, donations start at only a pound it's not a regular thing literally just if you've liked it and you just want to contribute just drop me a pound or a dollar it doesn't matter to me I appreciate every single bit um, uh, and as I said about um, saving up for a new microphone uh, I was right it's already fallen apart and my headphones uh, are pretty much the same too so um, I'd like to thank uh, Stephen from last week he's been the first person to leave a donation so very very kind of him so thank you so much Steve and obviously I always thank the friends of the show so anyone uh, wanting any colour film processing and scanning please do try filmdev.uk absolutely amazing prices and trust me I've seen a lot of labs and how much they charge and it produces very good work all the time Anyone interested in modern um, large format, medium format, um, please do check out chroma.camera. And obviously if anyone into these things and magazines, books, please do check out uh, staticage.kk. But for now, I'll move you on to the show. Anyway, I have a lovely guest, Debbie. Welcome to the show, Debbie. How are you? Andrew, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited Not about having fun Not today. Oh, good. Because uh, obviously I've got to apologise for the initial setup problems. Um, it's been a horrible day, let's face it, for me. <laughs> well, it's all changing. I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're going. And obviously you have another person who's indirectly come through from Lens Scratch and the lovely Aline. Yes, yes. And I listened to the talk. It's very cool. Aline is amazing. She's a huge force. As I had mentioned to you at one point, she's a huge force, not only in LA, but it began here. And then with Lens Scratch out, she's just broadened across the nation and now across the pond with you. And of course, she's also exhibited her work here in, in, uh, in London. I should say here over by you in London. Uh, she's made a mark all across the world. But what she does is she's just opened up resources and information that all of us in the photo community, fine art photo community, um, learn from and we connect with. And communities is the big word. It's connecting with those of us that, that do what we love to assist each other on this great, great path. And we're, we're all, um, it's, I, I'm always happy to see when my friends are succeeding. You know, I, I'm one of my friends, actually, Deborah Kaplan, she was just on, or she, uh, it came out today in Lens Scratch, and the first thing I did was she's out back east, and and I I sent her an email, and she's so excited, and you know it's great to be on Lens Scratch because people that's how you found me, 
Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's great to read about each other's work, to inspire each other uh, when we see it. And um, yeah, there, there's just a wealth of resources, knowing about grants or other mm -hmm. exhibits to, to submit to, and just uh, people to connect with. So there's, there are lots of things, lots of wealth, wealth of information. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Alim is at the head of it. Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. I mean, she's a formidable woman, you know, who has spent a long time doing this. And uh, a, a friend of mine and, and I, Gina Chalak, we just started doing something on Instagram. We're going on IG Live. We, mm -hmm. we didn't even know how to really do it, but we're just <laughs> figuring it out. We, we've done it twice. We're attempting to do it at noon on Mondays, but it may shift depending on what's going on. So that's LA okay. time. Uh, and that's, so that's 8, 8 p.m. your time. Yeah. And we just stop, talk for 20 minutes. We uh, take a theme out of a jar, uh, a, a, sub, a topic, and we talk oh, about cool. it. It's called Photo Tangent with Debbie Yarlick and Gina Chalik. And uh, we just, whoever's on at that time, pops in and we, we uh, last time we spoke about um, taking critic cr criticism in stride because that's a mm. big thing. And there's so many components to that, you know, wherever you are in your career, who you're asking to mm. uh, give a critique of your work or if they're doing it on their own. And it, 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 it's, it's an important thing to recognize, you know, we have to have thick skin like actors and actresses do when uh, they're they're auditioning for a part, you know, they're, they they hmm. may not get the part only because they're too tall or or they have the wrong facial structure. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but it has nothing to do with their talent. So um, there are different components. It could be your talent, but it can maybe <laughs> not. No, it's interesting. That, that's again, that's another interesting platform to use to get your work out there. Or, um, you know, you, you're giving back, but also it gets a, a little bit of limelight for you saying what you're doing. It's lovely. Yeah, you know, it, it was cool is, um, like I said, we've just done it a couple of times and we're on for, for just a short bit. Mm. Uh, one, a, a photographer, you know, wrote to me and uh, she was saying how we had mentioned things that she didn't know about. And she, she uh, gave her opinion. So we had a conversation that strikes up a conversation. And then we also asked, you know, let us know. We, we tell the audience, let us know what you'd like us to talk about. What What is the topic? Mm. And uh, so she gave a suggestion. And so that is the message for me that it's working and that it is a service. And it's really a beautiful thing to be of service to others. Uh, it, it feels good because it's not a singular thing. We, we're, we're not just... A singular person walking around doing things we we have to connect like you can't do your interview without someone on the other end so we, exactly. we are there for each other we yeah it's pretty beautiful yeah it's a really nice thing um i think it's understated sometimes how important things like this are and uh, another thing is it it's about getting things out there um, it's like you're saying you'd never did it before and you maybe weren't sure how to work it, but it's more important that you try, won't it? Yeah, yeah it was funny, actually, because the first time I did it, I was laughing uh, that my son would be uh, saying, ah, you, how do you not know how to do this? And I, I forgot to turn the camera around to face me. Oh. <laughs> so it was black. 
<laughs> like, why isn't this working? And I, it was just kind of funny, but. <laughs> it is, yeah. You know, I, I was exactly the same. Um, like we said earlier, you know, my, my first show, I had countless issues with um, using technology to connect to a guest. And all you can do is just accept it's going to happen uh, and hope both of you are willing to just, you know, put it down to it's the internet we can't control when this technology always works. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting too, especially because uh, we've all been using zoom this year and that's where you, where you and I are in this moment, having mm -hmm. this conversation and uh, we're just real people having a conversation. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I also, I'm doing this thing and, I, and I'm going on one of my photo tangents. Um, I'm, I'm an advisor with a photography pest, uh, excuse me, uh, Pasadena Photography Arts. And okay. we put on a couple of different events. And so we host Open Show, Pasadena, East LA, and we also host Forum. And okay. I, at times, am like the curator and or the host of these events. And this is something new to me because I'm very much a behind the camera kind of person. <laughs> and so here it is now, suddenly I'm a host, I'm being out there and I have to just say, um, it's, you can be nervous for sure. Like right now, I know people are listening, but to me, this is just you and me. Yeah. Uh, but when I'm doing the other and, and I see that, you know, there are a hundred people or whatever on the side and some are looking and you, you can see faces or you just see the number, mm. I get nervous and, you know, yeah. I'm not an actress. And uh, so yeah. I just say, if I, if I kind of mess up, well, I'm human and that's okay. And I'm, I'm not, you know, as if we're on zoom that we suddenly have to be these personalities and how can you yeah. be a personality? You, you're just a regular person and yeah. here we are. That's it. Not, not trying to be anything that I'm not. No, exactly. What I definitely want to do is talk about some of your beautiful projects. Um, and it's funny, you're another person who's got, such a diverse range of projects as well um and it it always puzzles me it's like how can you go from um things with airplanes to um architecture to then um a swimming pool and it's like it's amazing how do you do it <laughs> yeah you know well i gotta tell you something and and uh first of all i want to thank you also though for going back and looking at all the work you know we we were often focused on, on the work, the, the recent work. And so I'm, I'm working on yeah. two projects right now that are in the forefront. And so I've been talking about them a lot. And then I even have a new one, a third one, which isn't out yet, but so I've got three that I are pretty much <laughs> on the brain. So you're showing me four projects that I have not spoken about in, in a long time. And I want to wow. thank you because it, it, it's exactly what you said there. They're all part of me in terms of my process. And I liken it to the rungs on a ladder. Each okay. one gets you to the next. Uh, and where you not knowing the work would think that it's it's there's there's no tie-in, that there's one in one area and one in another. How does it all come together? Where's the commonality? To me, and this is exciting for me because they're so diverse visually. Uh, one would think that, but underneath the foundation, it's all the same. 
Mm. And not just because it comes from me, but because the theme of everything has to do with this idea of perception and misperception. Okay. When uh, the work, I would say artists are, we're all working on whatever's going on within our heart and our mind. Mm. And let's bring in the eyes well, you know, along with that and, and the ears, you know, all of the senses, let's bring that all in. And what is it that we um, think about? What makes us tick? What, what are our questions about life? And I think that we're all just trying to figure out things in life. You know, mm. it, it, it's, if we're, a, if, if we have, if we want to be aware, and to me, this is about awareness. Um, I, I, I went through a divorce and, you know, when, when we have a tough time in our life, we end up going deeper and asking big questions. Yeah. yeah and so this was uh, after a 20 year marriage where I was having a tough time and I went and dove in about all the existential questions and, you know, like, why am I here? And what's my life purpose and yada, yada, all of these things. And I studied uh, so much. It was, you know, Eastern, Eastern studies and it helped change my perception about life. And it was so integral for me and so beautiful that I wanted to then help other people with it. So I, I, I got a certificate and I uh, started doing life coaching and leading workshops. And these are, you know, spiritually minded, you know, they're not religious, uh, but they're spiritually minded. Mm-hmm. And the question when I would work with clients, it was always about if something negative or difficult was happening in their lives, I would I would present a different lens. Let's go to photography and how this relates to me. Mm-hmm. I present a different lens and ask them, well, how can you see that this experience is serving you? Or how can you see it in a way that it's positive? Mm-hmm. So it becomes to ask that question. So for myself, when things would happen, I would ask this question and I love the question. And and when I remember, because everything is, we have to remember and keep remembering. When I remember to ask this question, how is this here to serve me? Yeah. Then I can pause and then I can look at it in a different way. Something that I thought was bad, something that would make me cry, whatever it was. I'd be like, okay, well, either I can see how it's going to serve me. I can see how it does serve me. Or I can also say, I may not see it now, but I know it's for my highest, greatest good. And so this is just my thoughts and way of thinking. So back to Mm -hmm. the work. Um, the one project that you have is emptiness defined and these mm-hmm. are my my abstractions and yes they're very modern looking and, and that actually um well i, I don't, i'm gonna go on a photo tangent so i'm gonna bring myself back in and i'll reel myself in um i was going through a rough time uh physically and emotionally i had just sold my house this is after the divorce but okay. um i had uh, I would have to take my dog out on a walk all the time. And that was the best thing for me. We'd go out and we'd go slowly and I would just take in all of the surroundings. I was in a new part of Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And so everything was new to me and I'm looking up, looking around, I'm seeing everything with new eyes, 
there was so much noise in this part of Los Angeles hmm. that I needed a refuge. So I was looking up. I was looking at, at telephone wires. I was also oh. noticing how the telephone wires were um, shapely in different ways and unique. And I, I played around. This is before a lot of people were doing this sort of work where I went into Photoshop with these telephone wires. And here is, I'm giving you my secret of what it was. If you looked at, you know, <laughs> like you probably didn't know what they were because they're not meant to look like what they are. And that's where the yeah. abstraction is. That's where the ideas of shifting perception and seeing beauty in something that's mundane. Okay. And so all I did was I, I, I took out the sky and that was mostly by just changing, um, you know, uh, the chiaroscuro. I, I would, you know, pump up the the um, mm. the contrast, and um, and then I added a color to some of them. And I I did that in a way it was very much like a, a Joseph Albers kind of thing, and an Ellsworth Kelly. Like I'm very much influenced by painters, and to me it was a way of making photography look like either an etching or a drawing or mm. a painting mm -hmm. so that that work uh with emptiness defined and also mirage i was at uh, photo independent i uh, it's a it's a big event that that we have had here for many years and um i had a booth and all my work is out and across the way from me is a photographer from Japan. And um, at the end of this four day event, he came over to me and he said, they wanted to know about the paintings on the wall that I had. And mm. I thought it was funny because it's photo independent. It's mm. only photography. And yet people still thought that they were paintings. Yeah. You know, that had to do with the type of paper that I used to print it on the colors uh, that I chose. Yeah. Uh, there's so many different things that when, when we make a photograph, there's so many more things to think about in terms of the presentation. And mm -hmm. then how is it re revealed? What is the narrative we're telling? What is the feeling that we're wanting to give? So mm -hmm. those two projects are about perception and misperception. And, and as is the third one. So all of them are, it's like a practice of query. It's a practice of awakening. Mm. It's using shape and design. It's using landscape and familiar items like, like the airplane. Yeah. Um, and everything that I choose to photograph and how I choose to process it or, or to print and frame it, it brings up a different meaning for each person as it should. Mm. So anything that anything that's made will and can be perceived differently by other people, depending on who they are, where they're from, what their background is, what their experiences are in life, what just happened to them two minutes before they saw it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, this is really clever because this is the thing when I'm looking at people's work and I'm thinking, I want to ask questions and it's like do i try and interpret and say this is what i think it is what what is it it's like that's my 
influence of life and, and everything into it. Yeah, and that's important. It, it's like this Rorschach test, but mm. without it being a test, it's more of here's your experience. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this plate of food, and mm -hmm. now you can enjoy it or not enjoy it. Mm. And now you can, if you want, how are you going to look at this food? Is it, oh, it's so delicious or, oh, it's presented so beautifully or, oh, I would add, I would have added a bit of cumin to that or maybe it needs some fennel or, or, or how about, how about some onions? You know what I mean? Like, mm. what would you add to the mix? And that's yeah. really just metaphorically in terms of how you interpret it. And is it pleasing to you and does it feel good or is it something, you know, abhorrent and repellent? You know, mm. the, the semblance series uh, definitely is pop art influenced, um, influenced by um, David Hockney. Uh, you can see that the colors probably in, in my work. Um, mm. I'm, I'm such a, a Hockney fan. Um, and uh, so with, with semblance, these airplanes that I photographed, I had a studio that was just underneath the flight path uh, coming into LAX. Uh, in Los okay. Angeles. And so they came pretty low. It was, it was just maybe three miles away from the airport. Okay. And so they were pretty low at that point. And the rumble, like it would shake the studio <laughs> and I would have to, I would like have to walk out. Like I want to see how close. And so what was fascinating that I discovered as I was doing this work, some people um, saw the the airplanes and here I, I'm, I know the audience can't see it but I'm going to just show you one of the images oh, here yeah, and yeah. so these are two airplanes and they have them in red uh, it's a multiple exposure and some people look at the work and they think and you can see this other the green one down here they think of them as if it's during a wartime uh, they think that it's um, oh, wow. fearful and okay. uh, when others are seeing it like, oh, this is really great. I get to, it brings me to a new place to travel. Like there's a curiosity, there's a lightness to it. Yeah. Other people have fear of flying. And so it brings anxiety to them. Oh, cool. So, yeah. so there are different meanings again, from whomever you are and whatever your life experience is. Um, and, and the colors that I add to it is sort of this juxtaposition of, should I be anxious or not? Because these are really happy, kind of cool pop hmm. art colors. So it's that confusion of like, uh, you know, the uncertainty. Am I coming yeah. in because I like it or should I be stepping back? And this is a bit awkward for me. Yeah. So you'll have to change the colors for a reason then as well. Say that again. So that you have to change the colors for a reason. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I would say, you know, there are a lot of photographers or artists, I should say, um, because in any form of art, that there's an intention, you know, when we're creating a project. Mm. It's not a willy nilly kind of thing. But mm. at the same time, as artists, we're intuitive beings. Uh, and something we might be attracted to and not know why we're attracted to it yet what's drawing us to make certain work? Like what is it, what's intrinsic within ourselves that we're getting a pull to do something. And so there's sometimes I make work and I don't recognize, I don't know why uh, until I get further into it, like with emptiness defined in the lines. 
I couldn't have known that I was going to produce work that looks like that. And okay. uh, the same thing with Mirage. And Mirage was more of, uh, it, it was the next step. Like each each one, like I was talking about the rungs on the ladder, each hmm. one leads me to the next. And um, with Mirage, it's because, you know, we say with the Mirage, well, am I seeing what I'm, what I'm seeing? Am hmm. I recognizing, do I know what it is? How is this even here? And all of the things that I, photograph are are objects of known known um, spaces and places mm -hmm. but I alter them in ways that you can't recognize them yeah and for me it's just a play on taking you know the corner of a building and making it look like it's a, a painting and something that you might have seen you know framed mm -hmm. in in a museum somewhere perhaps yeah, you see, I, I really like all of that. It's about you taking maybe a normal shot of something, but you're making your mark on it and creating something. Not only you want, it's not only about your life, but like you say, how someone else is interpreting it. So that, yeah. that, that's, I think that's like a massive achievement because it's it's more than photography and I, I love hearing artists talk about their work. I yeah. think it's fascinating because you do learn more. Yeah. And I would say at the same time, it's important that we as individuals take things in on our own and just feel what it is from the experience of an image mm -hmm. and not always um, have to be told, right? Because, which is, the basis of my work right huh? it's your interpretation yeah, uh, yeah yet at the same time if 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 you didn't know those certain questions that i pose you'd be like you you wouldn't even know what what i was attempting to do yeah. so you know there, there's a bit of both for sure um yeah I think but it's so. very much a, a beautiful experience to take art in you know my one of my goals is that that the work will bring pause to the viewer. Mm -hmm. And when I say pause, I mean, let the noise of the day go away. Be yeah, here in this moment, right? With mm -hmm. this work, feel it. How do the colors affect you? Just even ask, like, I'd love it if people would just have that query mm -hmm. of how does this work affect me? Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, um, my series foreseeable cash is about what meditation feels like to me. Mm. And that's a hard thing to photograph. It's something <laughs> yeah. I've been wondering about for years, like, how can I do this? Mm. And one day we were in um, uh, traveling and uh, we, well, gosh, I'm having brain fog. I had COVID <laughs> in the beginning of the year and since our last year. Mm. And, and since then, every once in a while, I get this brain fog, fog where my, I can't even like think of the name of somebody that I know really well. And that happens oh, yeah. a lot. So um, that's what happens. Um, but when I, I went to um, uh, certain uh, parks in the American West, mm. I, felt this sense of 
awe that I, oh, I can, I do experience in nature, but it was far mm. different there. It was um, something that, that took me by surprise, almost like the wind and a whisper at the same time where you're just like, this is what, yeah. And, and I was standing on this crimson ground with these monuments, Monument Valley and yeah. Utah. And, and I'm just standing amongst these sandstone buttes that are awe-inspiring. And mm. this hush was as if there were ancient wisdom kind of floating around and I could feel it as if it would coming into my skin and I, as if mm. I was breathing it in and breathing it out. And, and I was grounded, like literally in my feet feeling grounded. And then my crown chakra feeling, you know, spiritually minded and elevated. Mm. And so I created this work, which is this abstraction on these uh, landscapes. So I make these abstracted landscapes of the American West and that mm. was representing my alternate reality, what I was experiencing. Mm. And it's this merging of my experience of the physical and the spiritual realms. Mm. And then how can I communicate that with my, my artwork? So I was using multiple exposure to balance these two of, you know, the metaphors of the internal landscape and the external landscape and um, the dual imagery. So there's a lot of duality going on. And I was very much, uh, you know, guided while I'm making this work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's all done in camera and I'm standing there and like not wanting to leave, just wanting to stay there uh, mm. in that moment and, and experience the, the joy and the expansiveness of what I felt in the moment, but also the expansiveness of the view, the history of, of, mm. of that, of that land, you yeah. know, the native Americans and all of they, they've experienced. And here, you know, I am as this white woman um, mm. on this land. Um, there's, there's so much, there's so much really um, to take in. And so then mm -hmm. when I got home and I, like I was saying before, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just going on intuition and feeling what I was feeling. And so I uh, played around, you know, I've been doing double exposure a lot. That's what I did in my Mirage series. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I also did that in the semblance series with the airplanes. And so I'm thinking, well, and I, I love working with color. So how can I change this scene to look different? How can I bring about that sense of what meditation feels like to me? Mm. And so again here, so in the field, I'm going on intuition and then in post-process, I'm going on intuition again and wow. playing around with how I'm altering the image, whether um, I'm going to invert it or uh, I'm just changing the chiaroscuro, adding color. And, mm. and I continue because there's this fine line between the two states of mind of reality and alternate reality, which I'll talk about is, well, mm. say that's the meditation. So mm -hmm. I decide to add this veil in those images 
uh, and it's a geometric veil. And, and I used geometric shapes because to me, it's, it's a very simple thing for me in terms of meditation. When I'm okay. in like my waking state, you know, here we are and we can hear the external noises, yeah. um, whether they're birds or a truck or whatever's going on, people talking around and, and or just in our daily life, the mind chatter that we have going on all the time. Hmm. So with all that going on, I'm not in a meditative state. When I get into a meditative state, I, I can hear that, those noises, but I don't focus on them. I can just hmm. observe them. So that veil represents to me the stepping into the state of mindfulness and meditation and or stepping out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. So, so that's how that work came about. And, you know, the, the surreal and artificially colored um, choices are to represent the alternate reality yeah. and, and a range of, of emotion from you, the viewer. Um, what, how, how could those colors strike a sense of either remembrance or feeling? And, and that for me, goes to the chakras, each chakra has its own color and that, that has different meanings within us. So mm -hmm. there, there's different depths to the work. Uh, and, and I think that it has hints, which is why I'm talking about the title foreseeable cast. It's hints of remembering what our soul already knows. Okay. I think this is really nice that, you know, you, you're using a passion of spiritualism along with your work but i mean yeah it's so unique I, I, you know it's really intrigues me it draws me it's it's from the beginning it draws me though so then the the other series um edge of american dream hmm. i wouldn't say it, it's spiritual but it's about memory and time and mm -hmm. it's a state yeah. of a mind as well yeah. And that that also means something different to each viewer. Mm -hmm. And in that series, I'm documenting rural America. And it stemmed from this memory of being a kid and having my face glued to the window or the window open and the wind <laughs> rushing by when I'd be in the car with my folks. Mm. And, um, you know, for me, they're pleasant memories. But, you know, the uh, people of color in, in America did not have those experiences growing up it may or maybe mm. they did maybe they didn't but you know we had mm. the green book which is that the people of color couldn't travel on certain roads or they couldn't stay at certain uh restaurants or or motels and it was scary for them if mm. they had to be pulled over and so uh it's not necessarily a positive experience or, or memory for everyone and mm. and I, I wonder about the American dream. Is it is certainly isn't the same for everyone. And and mm. I look at these images, the the homesteads, the locations that I photograph, and I wonder, you know, have those people realized the the American dream? Has that happened for them or not? And I'm I'm not ever going to know. I'm not stopping to ask. You know, these are 
my blurred images of a of a memory that is a potentially a blurry memory it's like mm. two things it's pieces of a puzzle that may never be solved mm. and the images are familiar enough but they're not enough to know the whole story yeah. and and that changes with time time changes the memory um there's a collective memory of oh did i see something like that on the news or was it written in in a book or did i see it in a in a film you know there, there we we get mm. information from so many different places yeah. and so the the recognition fades in and out of focus like memories do at times so yeah, it, yeah. that one's that one's different for sure mm. very different yeah i mean i i love the variety of what what you've been doing in that sense you i mean yeah the multiple exposures they almost look like negatives um like foreseeable cash um mirage uh, to me is joyful colors pardon me um i like shapes because i think i'm probably really into geometry as well Mm, yes yes you are yeah I, I never yeah. thought about it till I started doing the um, architecture work and I was looking at them and I was thinking I must be doing these for a reason the way I'm standing and lining up what I'm trying to do but uh, I don't know if I've realized inside what it is with me yeah it's good to ask those questions yeah I had seen some of your stuff and I was looking at the architectural work and how you were playing around with it. And uh, mm. it is, I think you're doing similar thing in terms of perception, you know, how can I yeah. make something recognizable and shift it in a way where it's a bit unrecognizable? How can I morph mm. this into something other than what it is? And, and mm. you know, I think that's one thing we haven't spoken about, which is fun. Like, this is fun. I, I love this. And and yeah. for you to create, you know, some of your stuff like that, it's fun. Mm. If it's not fun, you know, geez, I'm not getting paid to do this. So it'd be pretty silly for me to do something I didn't <laughs> enjoy doing. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it because I think what when I've created something that I think could be a different object or a different reality, I think that's really nice because I know some people will say different things. So I did that as an experiment uh, and it's something I'm going to talk about where I posted a couple of photos and I just said, what do you see with this image? And a few friends and that started commenting. I'm like, my God, you are all messed up. What are you talking about? What, what is this? <laughs> cool. I like that. Well, yeah, was, so cool. yeah, no, keep going, keep going. It's cool. <laughs> and, um, so what I'm doing is um, my zine's going to come out uh, and it is going to be called Perception. And I'm doing one for each city I've been to. Uh, it's all the architecture I've shot, um, but perceived in a different way. And when I started talking to people like um, Linda and Elizabeth and Ali and people like this, it, it made me think, I need to do an artist statement. So I've got that done. And then when I started writing it, it made me think about why I've done it and what what it does, and it 
uh, made me eloquent uh, a little bit better and talk about it. And I think it's really helped me to think I, I do enjoy doing this and I want to keep doing it. Um, but I want something out there to show people, including Kodak, to thank them for the film they gave me and maybe towards um, sponsoring some more cities I can go to. Yeah. Well, the, the artist statement is very powerful uh, because as you're saying, you you know more about what you're, what you're creating and why you're creating it. Mm. And as you said, and I said also for myself in the beginning, I don't always know why I'm doing something. And, and after a bit of time, I have an understanding or, yeah, because I can't say I knew anything right, right off the bat. I just, and so when I began writing about it, I could understand more about me and yeah. also then also see the thread in my work. And it's like, yeah, this is all Debbie Arlick's work and it's all completely different, but you have an idea that this is actually from the same artist. Hmm. And it's not like, you know, it, it's a distinctive look. There are many artists that have a distinctive look, like, you know, yeah. You, you you know what a Calder looks like. You know what a Hockney looks like or a Rothko looks like. Mm -hmm. Mine isn't like that, and nah. it's not meant. It's not meant to be. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm talking about painters versus photographers. But you mm -hmm. know, even if you look at Aline's work, it's very different. But there is a common thread. There there is this um, a deepness to it where you could you could have this recognition and say, oh yeah. I, can, mm. I got that. I can see that this is for work. Mm. And so there are different elements. And so the writing is key. You know, it's like there's the artist statement of all of your work. And then there's your project statement, which is very different. So it's uh, important okay. to, to recognize if you're when you're writing about your one project, what specifically is that? why is this important? What makes it tick? Why should people be interested into, you know, with this? Yeah. And, 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 you know, when you do that, you don't describe the image, you describe the whys. It's all about the whys, okay. yeah. you know, and, and yes, put the hows in there and put the whats, but don't, we don't talk about, well, this is a picture of this and that's why. I mean, not the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Say that's why it's not a, description of it's not the descriptive, image yeah right and then mm. and and then the artist statement is about you and why you're making the work what is it about you what what drives you what's your common theme what's mm. the foundation of your work and those things mm. are important so people will understand you know you're asking saying about the work and wanting to know so that's important yeah definitely i think i've realized some of it um and one of it is just from like simple things like I wanted it to do on film um, with a basic camera because I wanted to prove to myself that I can create a great image without any technology, you know, the most basic form of technology and my eyesight. And I'm really proud of the photos because, you know, I haven't been doing this years and years. No, no one sat down with me. I've not been to college. Um, I mean, I was too dumb to even get in college. Um, so for me to pick this up and create work and do this, you know, I, I'm really, really happy with myself. 
Yeah, I'm happy with you too. I think uh, you're doing a super job. <laughs> and and I, I'll give you a pat on the back and a hug. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm a hugger as well. So yeah. that's something that I have missed. I've got to admit. No, that's good. But so you know the um you know the images of the scene heard. So Oh yeah. So there's yeah. two images um, I've put for Debbie, and one of them, she's got a quote saying, um, I have a hard time expressing myself. So this is obviously in front of um, like a signpost um, without a sign in essence, isn't it? Yeah, so this series um, is, uh, and, and it just came to me, actually, this came in Aline's class many, many years ago. Okay. And uh, before I did any conceptual work, and and so she was guiding us to to make a conceptual project. So this is where you you're you're creating something and and creating a story, um, a message. And so for me, because I was doing my studies um, at that time, I was you know um, I was a life coach and I was doing workshops. Like I was saying, how. Hmm. How how can we uh, how do we understand each other? Like every day, you can have a conversation and have a misunderstanding when you're talking to somebody because you were talking mm-hmm. about body language before. So mm-hmm. even though we can see body language uh, and we hear people speaking, we don't really know what's going on in the other person's oh, mind. God, no, and yeah. the way. Right. And so then the way we interpret each other's conversations can be very different because we're different people. Like, yeah, exactly. you, you, you know, everybody interprets things differently. So what happened was I had done this trip. Uh, I think it was that summer that I had done before I had taken the class with Aline. And I was uh, traveling to Death Valley and uh, I was really into the desert scenes. But I at but it was always photographing without people. I, mm-hmm. I liked this sort of domestic landscape where there were remnants of, of humanity, but, but you didn't see anybody actually in the picture. Mm-hmm. And this is when I had just moved and I was alone a lot. And I would hear, and this happens all the time, but specifically during then, I'd hear these snippets of conversations and I started writing them down and I had no idea why I had been doing it for a while. And um, I, when, when I took the class, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna put these together. The conversations happened in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I specifically just, cause that's where I was, I was in that, that area of Los Angeles. And I would write them down and then I would pair them with the images. And that was so much fun. Um, How can I now create a new story, put hmm. a picture that has nothing to do with these words. And now I'm putting them together and I'm creating a, a, a narrative that was never there. Yeah. I'm giving new life to the words mm-hmm. and new life to the images. Hmm. And again, it's for you as the viewer to interpret it. And I had so much fun doing this. And, and there was a lot of interest <laughs> with this. It was, uh, it's really exciting. Actually, people still ask me uh, about this project and, and to show it. And I'm like, well, but I'm doing this. And that was so long ago. But mm. uh, yeah, I've got one of them, a print right above my, uh, 
one's on my computer right here in the studio. But it's it's a lot of fun. So that one, um, I have a hard time expressing myself, which is interesting as well because you can see there's a wire coming down that had mm -hmm. fallen from the frame, and uh, uh, that that's been in a couple of shows and um, about. Uh, it was a show. Um, it was during Gay Pride Week here in Los Angeles, hmm. and uh, that was chosen specifically for that theme. And uh, but it can be for anything. That's 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 um, what I like about the work. Yeah. So like the uh, there's like a swimming pool. You've got like some. Is it? Um... What sort of tree do you call them? It's a Joshua tree because it's Joshua a Joshua tree. tree. That's, that's, that's right, exactly yeah. where it is. Yeah. Yeah, jo yeah, Joshua tree, and then a small little cloud in the, in the background. Yeah, and that one yeah. says, "Are you happy?" And it's like, to me, that's is this the idea of bliss? Uh, it's a nice day. Like, so you got a lovely background. You've got a swimming pool in front of you. Yeah, like, is it enough? Yeah. I love I love that idea of it's asking the person to interpret it. Um, again, it's reflection on yourself. Yeah, and and you have to remember these are snippets of conversation that I heard, mm. and um, I would just write them down, and I have this long, you know, pages and pages, and I was like, well, how, where will this, what image will it fit? best with with what I'm wanting to communicate mm. so uh, it was a lot of fun my my son-in-law is a writer and I would ask him which ones he liked together and mm. uh, and uh, and it was a lot of fun to see how we would either think alike or not think alike on something and so that was exciting mm. that was I think exciting and I think it's because I've really liked um, words and imagery, you say. Um, one of the early things I started doing was... Right, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And, and paint, painters and photographers have been doing that for years, uh, mixing mixing text and, and, and imagery and how it changes the idea, you know, um, Baldessari. Uh, you know, do not look here, you know, or nothing in this center. I forget all the different things that he said, but that's mm. pretty cool just to see. And so he's influenced my work uh, with his text. And um, and now I, I always get the two. Is it um, Ed Ruscha or who did that? Or Rauschenberg? I get the two confused and forgive oh, me because so. I should. Mm. But um, also putting the words on, on the images and. Uh, uh. So all of that filters through, you know, we have to remember that we stand on the shoulders of, of great artists and yeah. everything that we see influences us uh, one time or another and comes through. And uh, we don't always, we don't always have an idea of like, where did this come from? And it's like, oh yeah, okay, I can see that. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. So I know when I look back over the ones I've done, I can totally tell it was my mood at the time. Um, thoughts, you know, I had. And 
I'm still proud of them. I don't, I don't care if the, some of them were down or some of them were positive or whatever. Um, and I don't care if some of them were moody. I just, you can't change who you are. Don't try if you, no. you know, put that in your work, even if it, if it, yeah. it is difficult. You know, there's a lot, a lot of artists that, that photograph the tough things mm. and, and put that in there. And artists that have used even excrement in, in their work uh and blood you know this those are not pretty things but mm. it's part of of who they are and, and how they wanted to work it's important yeah. to put all of you all of you in there the more you put you uh, the more of you you put in your work the more interesting it will be to others as well yeah definitely so it's definitely um something i've learned through podcasting i mean i don't think there's been a better lesson for me because I have a day job and the opportunities to take photographs are very minimal. Um, and the people I'm going to be around are people who just take photos. So I'm probably a bigger influence in some ways over them now because um, I'm showing people like yourself their work. And it's like, yeah. you know, we're from different worlds and it's amazing that, I can look at your work and I can in, ingest it and learn from it and hopefully um, get something out of it myself. Well, thank you. And you know, it's something that's a really cool thing to do. Even, you know, if you're um, a photographer, because we're talking to photographers here, is go to a museum when, when you can again, because this mm -hmm. is something, obviously we can do, go to a museum virtually and, and look at work. But when you see it in person, yeah, it's, it's, it's very different and it will influence us because, and this has to do with what I was saying, put more of you in the work, the work that you make when it comes from your heart and who you really are as an artist, it comes through, there's energy to everything. And that energy is in that work. So when yeah. you stand before that work, uh, whether it's a sculpture or, or a painting or, or a photography or other types of work that is made by a hand um, and a heart, you know, um, <laughs> the energy will come through. So I stood in front of a John Singer Sargent painting was at the Los Angeles County Museum of Art mm -hmm. for, I think it was an hour. And I did this, it was a class. It was just like this, we were led through, um, the museum and we did this through for different paintings but this one in front of the john singer sergeant we stood very close to it for you know 15 10 minutes and then we stood back and for 15 10 minutes and then we stood mm. to the side and then the other side and we spoke about it and we were basically experiencing this one painting for an hour and it was a very special way to take in art, to take in a creation by another human mm. that used color and a brush and, and a canvas to tell a story about a family and, mm. and give a history. And it's, so it's the history of his subjects and it's a history of, of the painter at that time and what was going on in the world. and. There's just so much more to it than just the surface of what we see. Mm. It's, a, it's a great thing to do with anything, you know, to challenge yourself to stand in something for a while and look God, at yeah. it differently. 
Yeah. yeah I, I'm really going to try hard. Um, there'll be a little bit of this year where we can do it. Because I've got um, a friend who works at um, one of the science museums um, in London who's been on the show. Really, really nice guy. Um, takes photos of the exhibits in there as well. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, that would give me a reason to go meet him as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and, and the other thing is, and this is, it's silly. When I say silly, it's, it, it is and it isn't, you know, um, words, words have meaning as we know. Hmm. And, and people talk about making a photograph versus taking a photograph and not in a snobbish way. Some people say it in a snobbish way and others don't. Yeah. But if you just think about the idea of actually creating a photograph, versus just taking a snapshot is kind of what yeah. I mean. When when we really put so much more into it, then that is making, that is creating. And and it's different to be a creator versus one that's taking, you know? You see what I mean? Totally and it's okay. You. I'm not saying don't use that word at all mm -hmm. because it has nothing to do with it. It's just really a thought when we're pausing to make work take a picture make work <laughs> yeah no i totally understand you um so again it's another lesson i've learned from interviewing artists and people being kind enough to say what i'm doing with this is creating work does it they would keep saying you know did it exist before andy no do people get smart but yes yeah, so you've created something from nothing well, yeah. all right then, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm coming around to the idea of I'm, I'm a creator now. <laughs> yeah, and that's a cool thing. Well, I want to tell you a couple things if, if you're interested and, and if mm. your audience is interested. Uh, I'm hosting a, a cool talk uh, this, uh, actually next Wednesday. It's with Ann Wilkes Tucker. She uh, She's a curator emerita of the Museum of Fine Arts, Houston. Okay. And I have, forgive my language, but she's the shit. She just is. I think oh, she's wow. so amazing. Yeah. She, I, I adore her. Uh, she uh, basically began the photography department at the museum. She's gone on to curate some of the most amazing um, exhibits uh, and working with the Library of Congress. And she's gone on to do so many things, author of many books, um, doing the forward for many books. She's just an authoritarian on all things photography, work with Robert Frank and, and many others. In any case, so she's doing this talk. If you, yeah. your people are interested, it'll be recorded. It'll be on YouTube for them to hear and watch. Uh, and it'll be through the Pasadena Photography Arts, uh, okay. their page, our, our page. And uh, she's going to be talking about boundary pushing photography on time and place. And she's featuring the work of Mark Klett and Terry Evans, landscape photographers. Um, and, and it'll be a, a wonderful presentation that she's doing. So I, I would recommend that your mm. audience takes a look at that. And, and the other thing is, um, I also, uh, I'm an advisor I was mentioning with Open Show Pasadena. And mm. if you guys don't know about Open Show, it's actually all around the world, Open Show, I think. It began, now I'm forgetting where it began. It began, so I'm not gonna say where it began, but it is in Japan. It's in New York, 
it's it's in Dubai, it's in Los Angeles, it's in San Francisco. It's I, I don't I think you might might have one in London, okay. but some some um some of the outlets are are more involved than others. But because of the pandemic and because we've shifted from presenting live, uh, live meaning in person, we do them on Zoom. And so with ours, with Open Show uh, Pasadena, East LA, we do, um, we do artists from our area, but we also have one artist from outside of our areas. For instance, um, we had a photographer from Japan uh, a couple of months ago. And then I had a photographer from New York last month. So if you're people in London or whomever's listening to this around the world, take a look, go to Pasadena Photography Arts, get on our email list. You'll find out when you can submit. It's free to submit. It's free to show your work. We like showing your work. We want to promote you. It's cool. all about photo discussion for Pasadena Photography Arts and then for forum. You know, each one is every month we do something and, mm. and it's just, it's all free and it's a great way to learn about photography, be inspired, uh, listen to some amazing leaders in the photo community and, and artists that are emerging. It's just a really cool thing to do. Thank you for oh. letting me share that. No, that's fine though. Do you want to tell everyone um, where to find you online then in that case? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name, uh, Debbie Arlook photography.com um, and it's d-e-b-e -E. i know it's funny spelling but hmm. uh it's how i, I say debbie and arlook is a-r-l-o-o-k uh, so that's dot com or just debbie arlook for instagram and the same uh, on facebook so yeah if you guys have any questions i'd love you can tell talking about artwork and i do i do like uh assisting i, I mentor photographers as well um, I lead a group here as well in LA and uh, I just, I love all things photography. If you haven't noticed. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. Um, so obviously the question, you know, I'm going to ask, um, who is your recommend for the future? I'm going to recommend Carissa Dorson and I'm, I'm recommending Carissa because she is a lovely person. She's a cinematographer. She's a photographer. She is uh, just releasing her first book. And we met, uh, she actually was, here comes Aline's name again. I think she was taking a class with Aline mm -hmm. and uh, she needed to print her work for her first portfolio review ever. And I print for photographers. So she came to me, we printed the work, we chose the, 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 the proper papers, we helped with sequencing and you know, something I, I love to do with artists. And then she showed me uh, this book that she was doing. And uh, I, I sent her, because I also work at the Photo Book Journal and, uh, and I'm a contributor and a resource manager there. So at the time I hadn't been contributing and writing about uh, writing reviews. So I, I set her up with uh, Douglas Stockdale. He's our editor. He loved the book. He chose the book uh, to be recognized for reviews. And then she on her own, I got to give her full credit. She went out on her own and got this book made. And um, she's in the process of, of uh, she should be getting it in the next month and distributing it. And it's a beautiful story about her as, her as a daughter and her father and how they have a photo conversations with photographs. She lives here, he's on the other side of the country 
and how they were able to connect. It's a beautiful father-daughter story. And oh, uh, wow. she's an amazing person. As a matter of fact, Barry Next has interviewed her on the podcast, so you can listen uh, okay. to it there as well. But wow. she'd be, she's lovely. And you, you, I'd love for you to, to uh, get to know her work. Oh, that's cool. No, thank you for that, Debbie. So I suppose all I've got to say is thank you so much for spending this time with me. And thank you so very, very much. And, and thank you for all you do. And thank you to the audience if they made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to that episode. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed um, interviewing. Please don't forget if you want to get involved, I'm starting to put out there on social media uh, the list of guests for that week. You are welcome to submit any questions you want to ask and hopefully I'll read them out for you. Whether you want to do that through Instagram, um, direct message, you can just click, if you click on the direct message bit, uh, there's a button there and you can record and send that right across. Uh, But there's many apps you can do or email me or send me a DM on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. That's cool with me. For those of you who want to support the show, please don't forget, uh, iTunes reviews are always appreciated. And obviously I will read them out uh, the following week for you. And I tend to use them on social media. So that's all very much appreciated. If you'd like to help contribute towards the show, And don't forget there's my coffee page where you can submit anything from one dollar a pound or upwards and i'll keep a note on there what i'm trying to achieve um, as the months and years go by for those who want to keep coming back to the show don't forget you can just subscribe in your friendly podcast app of choice and there's a weekly newsletter on my website flogger.co.uk so it's p-h-l-o-g-g-e-r and you'll get an automated email from me and that tells you each week uh, what's gone up on the website so it's the podcasts and any articles I've wrote so yeah thank you so much and I'll see you again soon bye